With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy football advice, speculation, and whatever stupid stuff they decide to drop into the show. Now here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian. My co-host, as usual, Brian Johnson today. What's up, Charch? Um, springtime in Minnesota. It ain't all yeah. bad. It's not even springtime yet. It's it's a good time to be alive. It's free agency season. At this time last week, we record on Fridays. We were talking about some of the big moves we anticipated. Almost all the biggies are done. Yeah. Most of the main dust Settled. settled. That's right. There's some big Kenny Galladay's the big. Yeah. I mean, maybe the biggest prize of all of all of the offseason, and he's unsigned. I I suspect that this means that his representation and Kenny Galladay thought they were going to be worth a lot more than what they've actually gotten in offers. Yeah, we we alluded to this last week where he he wants the the big big money, which he deserves if he is proven to have stayed on the field a little longer yeah, yeah. throughout the the duration of his career thus far, I would say. But uh, yeah, as of the time of this taping, it's the, the Giants and the Bengals, but now the Ravens are in the in the mix. Because the Ravens lost Kenny out Gow- on Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it yeah. in a few minutes. So there's so many free agent moves, and we like to keep these off-season podcasts around a half hour or less. So what I want to do, Brian, is focus in on quarterbacks and wide receivers. This episode will hit running backs, tight ends, and then just some other news like offensive lines that got better, 49ers, and some other things that you know, we want to touch on next week. But for now, quarterbacks, wide receivers. I'm just going to hit you with a bunch of guys. Give me, you know, tell me a little bit about whether you like the move, you think the player's more valuable, less valuable, where does that leave behind, stuff like that. Let's start with Ryan Fitzpatrick signing in Washington. He gets a one-year, $10 million deal, and he is currently the starter over Tyler Heineke. Speaking of a guy we want to touch on multiple times, right? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, our guy, Stupier. Last week, he was retiring, and we That's were right. lamenting yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, don't retire. But, uh, the NFL's a better place with Ryan Fitzpatrick in it. I love the landing spot for Fitzpatrick for, for Washington football team. We'll talk about a, a newly acquired wide receiver for them shortly, but the, the the wide receiver that's been there that everyone knows is uh, Matt's good buddy, Terry McLaurin. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Got to like the prospects for, for Terry McLaurin. A lot uh, better. I got to pull this stat from uh, my boy Ian Hartitz from uh, PFF. Here's the uh, number one wide receiver target totals for Ryan Fitzpatrick. In the eight years he played. Tar- these are, again, target targets. Totals. Okay, for the number one receiver. For Got Ryan it. Fitzpatrick okay. when he had 10-plus starts. And we're assuming okay. Fitzpatrick is going to start at least 10 games for Washington. I, he, believe, he's, I believe he will. And again, Taylor Heineke, he looked he looked kind of fun towards the end of last year. Let's not hey, forget he the the the, uh, the the football team almost beat the Bucks in the playoffs behind Taylor Heineke. But back to the number one wide receivers for Fitzpatrick when Fitzpatrick has had ten plus starts, starting with T.J. Hushmanzada. Oh, we all geez, remember him. Back. That was a uh, not Fit- Fitzpatrick's first team, but his first like true number one wide receiver. But 137 yeah. targets for him. Then Stevie Johnson, three years in Buffalo, 148, 141, 134 targets. And these wow. are massive amounts. Yeah, those are solid numbers. Andre Johnson for a year in Houston, 146 targets. Then Brandon Marshall uh, had 173 targets, 128 mm. with Fitzpatrick starting 10-plus games. And Devontae Parker, 128 targets, essentially with... Fitzpatrick last year. So you get Terry McLaurin 125, 135, 145 targets. That stock is rising big time. And uh, and you get Fitzpatrick's willingness to drive the ball downfield, something McLaurin's never had. So uh, it bodes well for the whole offense, but really it does. Well, I don't I don't know about the whole offense. I'm with Logan Thomas, who we were pimping a few weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Fitzpatrick really hasn't supported a tight end as much as we would have liked. He seems a little more wide receiver friendly. So I might ding a Logan Thomas a little bit here, but overall an exciting move. It is. It is an exciting move. Yeah. Uh, One way or another, it looks like Tyrod Taylor may be your opening day starter for Houston, no matter if Deshaun Watson's traded or not, as we are, and you have to do this up to the minute, as we're recording the official number of, allegations of sexual assault against Deshaun Watson, I believe is at seven right now. It's rumored to go to nine before long. And even if he stays in Houston, there may be a real chance that he's not allowed to play for some or all of this next season. And not that he doesn't really want to play for Houston either. No allegations aside. So yeah, thank you. You're right. Taylor Taylor is now uh, draftable. If you're doing, best ball drafts right now or even any kind of is he di- is he as a, a last pick i mean if you're gonna get a starting quarterback <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean yeah, am i streaming th- in week one already brian i think we are <laughs> we are or at least when it comes to the texans uh, but they're we're not going to talk about the the quote-unquote weapons they've been adding with the, the dante moncriefs oh, and the ugh, so yeah bad. but yeah tarod taylor right. not going away no Andy Dalton signs for $10 million, one-year deal for the Bears. Bears fans are apoplectic at this point, and rightfully so. It's such a dumb move. They already have Andy Dalton on roster in Nick Foles. And I'm not just saying that because it's a moderately talented white quarterback. It's just, you know, you've got a middling, you know, slightly above or slightly below average quarterback already there. So why are you taking $10 million out of your coffers for another guy? Other than the, I just, you know, I feel for you bears. If, if I'm looking for a silver lining here, and it's really for Allen Robinson, 
the yeah. best quarterback he's ever played with. He's ever played with. He's, yeah. he's coming it? into town. That's right. So yeah. that's what we got going for us. Uh, and yeah, Bears fans, you're you're likely tanking this year. So if we're talking reality football. Yeah, you know, for the bear for the Bears and Allen Robinson is probably the only receiver we care about uh, for the Bears at this point. I think it's a slight step up from what he had last year, but really, Mitch Trubisky was was probably a better fantasy producer, at least, than either Dalton or um, than Nick Foles. So I, I, I want to get behind. I want to see. I want to see Allen Robinson in a great offense and just see see what happens. But it's not. It's not going to happen at this point. Let's go over to Jameis Winston, who resigns with the Saints one year up to $12 million, depending on how much he plays. Sean Payton says it'll be a competition to start the season. They're paying both now, just at least this year, Winston and Taysom Hill, not necessarily starter money or backup money. They don't even yeah. know what they're doing. So, right. yeah, it's surely a competition going to the training camp. But for fantasy purposes, we want to see Winston win this job. We I saw do. Taysom Hill is like the most selfish fantasy player in the history of fantasy football almost you know he, like he benefits no one but himself it seems it's really like. true he, he detracts from uh, all his other teammates value so we're all pulling for Winston that's all I have to say I don't now, think the, the worry Jason, is no. they're gonna platoon them all year right oh. right so it'll be Winston uh, until you get down inside the 10 and then they are frequently flipping Taysom Hill in who might run it in. He maybe will pass it, maybe hands off. And Winston's just going to get daggered on fantasy value. If the stuff up close, especially is going to be Taysom Hills. Yeah. That's uh, the red flags are out there. We know that yeah. Taysom Hill is going to muck up the waters no matter who's That's the starting story. quarterback. But uh, I would like to think that Winston can at least be the between the twenties guy, but Ugly situation. It is ugly. Now, for Michael Thomas in particular, I, 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 you know, obviously it's a step down from Drew Brees, but Winston will press the field, will press downfield more. Now, that's not Michael Thomas's sweet spot. You know, Thomas, you, you know, we always think of, or I do, always think of him as catching the ball 8, 10, 12 yards downfield and moving chains and stuff. But I, I like the notion that Winston's YOLO downfield passing could create some bigger plays for Michael Thomas than Drew Brees's flagging arm had been able to do over the past couple of years. Yeah, and we touched on that, that Thomas was undervalued going into Dynasty and Redraft formats mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago because he, he put up numbers with Taysom Hill. He was like the one guy that actually put up numbers when he came yeah. back when he was somewhat healthy enough to play late in the season last year. So, yeah, Thomas remains undervalued regardless of Winston or Hill. I think it's kind of a – it would be a lateral move if they're – Subbing those guys in and it out. It is a lateral move. But still an ugly scenario. Maybe the best signing, the last quarterback I want to touch on, the best, I think, most sensible signing was Mitch Trubisky to the Bills. You know, his mobility makes him a perfect fit behind Josh Allen. Yep. You can still you can still run that same offense. You don't have to change the offense because of the quarterback you've got. You've got designed rollouts. Mitch can do all that. Even designed runs, he can do that. I, I thought this was a really good fit, and you look at how well they got Josh Allen. The year-over-year progression from Josh Allen, staggering, maybe the best ever last year of any quarterback anytime history of the game, considering where he was at the end of last year to where he got at, through this year. He was second in MVP voting. 
I love Mitch Trubisky getting better and smarter on the bench, and fill, if they need him to fill in, that offense doesn't necessarily take a big step back. No, and, and if uh, Trubisky has to come in, then hopefully – our boy Zach Moss will just get a few more carries. But yeah, yeah take that. There's no better like Wario to Mario comparison than <laughs> Trubisky to, to Josh Allen. He is like the epitome of like the light version of your starting quarterback yes. coming in. But, I, I but like you don't know because you're not a, a big enough video game nerd. Is Wario's evil? He's the he bad. Is. He's the bad Mario. But Trubisky's evil too. <laughs> At the very end of the day, as much of his boyish, good-looking grin. Yeah, does for us. He 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 is very evil, especially still in Chicago. Yeah. We couldn't go the whole segment without the whole Mitch Trubisky seg- discussion without a little bit of sad Trombonsky, right? Definitely not. No, I I think not. Um, when we come back, the wide receivers, the notable wide receiver signings, most of them are locked up. There's still a couple of them out there. We'll talk about whether or not these players get better or worse with their with their new spots and what they leave behind. And are these is the departing team in a better spot without these guys who can benefit? All of that stuff coming up for segment number two of Fantasy Football Weekly. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian and Brian Johnson with you. We just broke down the free agent quarterbacks. I didn't bother with Jacoby Brissett. I don't think he counts. Now, even though he might be better than the incumbent in Miami, no, he's not. Tango no, he's not. Ah, I know he's not. I'm not going to hate on Tua and, as much as most, but uh, and Tua, and we're going to talk about the Dolphins in a minute here. In fact, let's save it. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the Dolphins in short order. And we'll talk about Tua and if his value goes up. I want to I want to start with Juju Smith Schuster yeah. and probably resigning with the Steelers. It looked like that was completely done. And if you believe the media reports, he chose the Steelers over some other viable options, and who are offering him more money. Yeah. So, but why? I mean, you know, I don't. If I got a choice between going to the Ravens and getting Lamar Jackson's arm going versus, you know, what we saw from Ben Roethlisberger, where it just he's at the bitter end of his career, and I, it just you didn't you had the sense that these, you know, Juju and the Steelers knew all season 
that they were going to end up separated, yet here they are. They didn't. I am a little disappointed because I said he was going to leave in free agency all year. Going back to this time last year, like, this is going to be Juju's last season. It was a foregone conclusion. When they drafted Chase Claypool, I'm like, Juju's gone. And now I was wrong. And I hate it when I'm wrong. So Juju stays. What do you think this does for Ben Roethlisberger, Chase Claypool, you know, the rest of the receivers? I mean, I was hoping to, you know, frankly get him out so that we could have more looks for the other receivers who I like better. Yeah, we're right back where we started, essentially. And we, mm-hmm. we, we talked about Juju last week. Like you said, expecting him to be a free agent. And uh, he, he did come on strong in, in the second half of the year going to the playoffs. He, play he was arguably the top wide receiver from a fantasy perspective. So people were, you know, they were anticipating their, their stock prices going up on Claypool and Deontay Johnson yes, in the offseason. I but did. now... <laughs> They're crashing a little bit back to the, the support line. Now, so, it's a one-year deal for Juju, if I'm correct. Yep. And so, you know, we, it just you may have to wait one more year to, to get him to clear out. Yeah. He, he thinks that they've got it in place uh, from a reality perspective. One more year of Roethlisberger. He thinks they, they can win. Uh, mm-hmm. There's We don't have to bash into the Steelers too much, but they still have awful run blocking. and they've yeah, No <laughs> running backs. No running backs. But yeah. for whatever reason, Juju is back. So, I yeah, uh, if you sold higher high on Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool, good for you. I think you're going to have to wait another year because Juju's going to soak gonna up, up the works. Uh, yeah. 100 targets yes. at least. Let's talk about the Bills and some comings and goings from the Bills. They decide not to bring back John Brown, and he goes to the Raiders. They bring in Emmanuel Sanders to the Bills. And, you know, for Sanders, he's going to need to find playing time around Diggs and Beasley. And Gabriel Davis, yep. and that's a crowded group. I think he'll he'll be on the field enough that he may just sort of subtract from those guys. But I don't think he's gonna be on the field en- enough so that you're ever gonna feel comfortable starting Emmanuel Sanders. No, he's a the, a rare kind of best ball wide receiver handcuff. Where if you invest in Diggs in the, yeah, the late first early be. second, I mean Diggs is automatically gonna take 150 200 targets out of that offense. Beasley, he got hurt towards the end of the year, but when he's healthy, he's... It was shockingly good. Yeah, he's a lock for 10, 12 targets a game. Gabriel Davis was a rookie last year, got better every week, it seems, so Sanders has to be fourth in the pecking order right now, but yeah, he's just a a deep league flyer, late round flyer. I think from a fantasy perspective, I you know he will bring some veteran you know leadership to the group. But honestly, they got digs already for some of that, and yeah, they're just going to run the ball even less. I know, like in Buffalo. So now the Raiders take John Brown. Dude's a starter right now. I mean, they're, the rate it's you know as they do the massive makeover of that offense, including four new offensive linemen coming this year. Uh, they let Nelson Aguilar go. Um, Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Williams he didn't gone. Play much, but he's gone. Yep, yeah. he's gone. I mean, John Brown is it? John Brown is a starting receiver on this uh, in the NFL now, and you know he does have really good speed. Um, Derek Carr is way better, I think, than most people realize. John Brown to me is a sneaky sleeper. Like right now, like he's a last pick of the draft kind of guy. Yeah. I think I think he's going to be a sneaky sleeper. I'm with you. He's he's immediately starting on the outside mm-hmm. for the Raiders right now, and he got off to a great start last year. He's just always been bothered Earth. by injury. I know, That's and the... it, it used to be like his his head more so than not. It wasn't thankfully that wasn't the case last year where he was getting knocked out with concussions. But I remember in his times with Arizona, that was. Uh, one of the main reasons he missed so much time, but but yeah, his injury gave paved the way for Gabriel Davis to ascend in Baltimore last year. So, but yeah, if 
uh, Brown stays healthy, he's a viable wide receiver three in most leagues, I would say. Marvin Jones signs a two-year deal with the Jaguars. He's going to catch passes, presumably, from Trevor Lawrence. I, um, you know, Lawrence looks like, you know, he is a very promising NFL prospect, but most rookies take a while to acclimate. Joe Burrow didn't, but most do. And, it, you know, I, I got to believe this puts Marvin Jones, to me, down into, like, wide receiver five territory, wide receiver four territory. Yeah, he's right in that territory where he's going to have 100 yards, two touchdowns, once every five games, it seems yeah. like. But, yeah, yep. DJ Chark, of course, still in Jacksonville. Liv- yep. Lavishka Chenault. Keelan Cole is gone. gone. He's in uh, with the Jets. And uh, D.D. Westbrook out on the – he's a free agent now. He's not coming back to – Jacksonville anytime. Yeah, soon. Jones so will start. He'll, he will start, and uh, but he he's going to be a tough guy to, to peg his weekly production. He's going to be a frustrate as he pretty much always has been he throughout has. the duration of his career. But uh, yeah, a guy in best ball though who he'll, who has gone and will continue to go undervalued. One would think the Jaguars are still going to be chasing points mercilessly throughout. Could, the could season. very well be that way. John Ross goes to the Giants for one year. He'll add some speed to that group, but really looked. M- really looked lost for most of his time in Cincinnati, and I don't know that he's much of an impact player here. Yeah. Did the Giants need more speed? I mean, Daniel Jones ran so fast last year, he <laughs> tripped over his own feet on a, what should have been a 90-yard touchdown. Runs. But, yeah, not not the wide receiver news they're, they're looking for in uh, East Rutherford not yet, anyway. right now. But not yet. Uh, John Ross, even in, in best ball, I, this moves the needle not for me in terms of John Ross's fantasy Me value. either. Corey Davis goes to the Jets. He got a big payday. I think the Jets made a mistake here. He uh, he gets three years, $37 million for Corey Davis. He had the one nice season last year, and even then, it wasn't like awesome season. Off the top of my head, I think it was in the neighborhood of a 1,000-yard season. Um, he'll start with Mims and Crowder. Crowder on the slot, Mims on the outside, Corey Davis on the outside. You know, I don't who his quarterback is is yet to be determined. Head scratching money that they offer Davis, considering Will Fuller, even though it was one year, he signed for ten point six million dollars. I'd rather have Will Fuller starting on the outside for a year yeah. if I'm rather than Corey Davis. They're not that needy at wide receiver. Denzel Mims is one of the most intriguing up and coming wide receiver prospects in the league right now. And they still got Jameson Crowder mm-hmm. in the slot. Not, so I, I know Davis will play on the outside, but yeah, I don't know. He's about as exciting as Brashad Perryman was last yeah, year, but right. just a little younger. So, yeah, not. I think his fantasy value takes a ding from where it was in Tennessee. So the tight the Titans lose in this offseason. Corey Davis, Adam Humphreys, Janu Janu. Yep. A.J. Brown could be looking at like 180 targets. I mean, A.J. Brown, I'm serious. I, I think he's going to be my wide receiver one in my rankings. I just he's sitting on potentially an insane season. Well, yeah, we a couple of weeks ago we uh, I extrapolated his production essentially. He he was heavily under targeted last yes. year and throughout his career. But yeah, if he gets that kind of volume, he is easily in the wide receiver one conversation, conversation. anyway. Yes, that's the overall wide receiver one. Of course, we're saying. I mean, he's on. a wide receiver one top twelve right now. But yeah, I'm with you. Patriots made two bad. They made Patriots made three bad moves. <laughs> At least three this off this off season. Yeah. Signing Janu Janu was brilliant. Yep. And that would have paid off 
enormously for fantasy. And that was following the the, the, the Cam re-signing that we're very yeah. We on didn't understand the Cam right. Don't so, like the Cam re-signing at all. The Johnnies were like, okay, now we're going somewhere. But then Hunter Henry, and we'll talk. We'll break down that tight end situation next week. Yeah. But they then they they made two bad financial moves. Kendrick Bourne with a shocking three-year, $22 million deal, and Nelson Aguilar. Granted, coming off a far better season than most of us expected, but given just who he is and what, we, what we've what we seen for his full career, cup two years and $16 million for him? I mean, well, you know, they, they tied up for $38 million between Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. I know it's not essentially apples to apples, but the one year on Aguilar, 18 million, you could have had Will Fuller and Juju. Right. It's <laughs> not price. close. And then you got, like you said, throwing Kendrick Bourne, and who's getting paid more than John Brown. Yeah, Bourne had some flashes with... Right. Not, but They could have... Great way to put it. They could have had Will Fuller and Juju Smith-Schuster for less. What a, yeah, I just... I say this all the time, and I get nothing but crap on Twitter for this. General manager Bill Belichick is constantly undermining head coach Bill Belichick. Yeah. Just terrible personnel decisions, drafting, deals. And I know he's won a billion Super Bowls. It doesn't mean that he's the he doesn't mean that that he's doing himself any favors as general manager. He's over his head. It's 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 its own job. Never has a the one wide receiver move that went well for the Patriots and Belichick's whole tenure was when they signed Randy, Randy Moss. Moss. That, that was, was it. it. That's that, it. That is it. Yeah. And yeah, I guess none they of the drafting has been point, historically but, bad. Oh, yeah. And now Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. So in terms of their fantasy value, they're both potentially starters. And I think Aguilar is especially going to start here. Um, I, I can't. We don't know who's throwing the ball. But if it's Cam Newton coming off a season with eight touchdown passes, I can't I can't like the fantasy value for either one of these guys a lot. And like you said, we'll talk tight ends more next week. But with with Hunter Henry now, John New Smith, you just you feel like you just need warm bodies on the outside. And that's what Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne are, but they yeah, paid him like paid they paid bodies. him like flaming hot supermodel bodies. They really did. Uh, more power to you, Bill. We'll see how it goes. So Nelson Aguilar leaves the Raiders. Tyrell Williams leaves the Raiders, and he goes to Detroit, where he is now their number one <laughs> wide receiver because they don't have anybody else. It's a bad, it's 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 ugly in Detroit right now as they jettison their number one, number two, and number three wide receivers. Yeah, Tyrell Williams certainly uh, pertinent in the fantasy world. You would have to think <laughs> the Lions, who have drafted plenty of wide receivers in this this uh, millennium, uh, will draft a, one of these They're gonna go bigger name in this wide draft. receivers. They almost have to. Tyro Williams needs to be back on your radar for sure. I just don't know why. You know what is their situation that's so poisoned with Kenny Galladay that, and they're well under the cap that they can't just resign Kenny Galladay, who they took all this time and care. I mean, Kenny Galladay was something of a project receiver. It. You know, he didn't walk on the field as Babytron. He had to earn and, you know, gradual steps to get up to Babytron level. Now, you'd think you'd want to keep him. He's young. He's in, entering the prime of his career, and yet the Lions are just letting him walk. I don't know. Same with Marvin Jones, who we talked about, too, right? They yeah. could have kept him at a much cheaper discount, but I Marvin think Jones people who way are older, though. That's the is. only thing. For a rebuilding team, Marvin Jones entering his, whatever, ninth season. I don't know that he would have made as much sense. 
I'm with you there, but I think uh, even a fully healthy Galladay is uh, there's too much saving that needs to be done in Detroit. They're in full <laughs> rebuild mode, but no doubt, yeah, it's gonna be a it's gonna be like the, the major league of training camps when like they be like I don't know who half these guys are that are showing up at, at Detroit's training camp come August, but. Curtis Samuel goes to Washington where he's reunited with Scott Turner and Ron Rivera from his days as a Panther. He gets three years, $35 million. You know, he's the ultimate jackknife guy. He's, um, you know, he's good for uh, one or two runs a game. He really, uh, I think, developed nicely as a receiver. He is a, he's a, he's kind of a special gadget player who isn't such a gadget guy that he can't be on the field all the time. You know, like, Cordell Patterson was kind of a gadget guy, but you couldn't use him every play. You'd have right. to just like find like a spot every third game where you could do something special with him. Curtis Samuel can do that a lot with. Um, I think he has a chance to have a lot of impact on a Washington team that now has competent quarterbacking. Yeah, with Carolina, you had DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson who are mm-hmm. you know soaking up most of the targets. So Samuel had to kind of settle for this gadget role with targets mixed in but now with Washington he's he's the number two he's the number two so he's still got all the gadget stuff in his bag and what I love mm-hmm. about him teaming with Terry McLaurin is they both went to the Ohio State they University together. together and they yes. used to like daydream about yes. playing together and so it's so it's so precious it's a it's a it's a fun offense in Washington again with our with our boy Stu Beard at the helm so mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I, Curtis Samuel a very very sexy name right now uh his his ADP has risen with the signing news no Washington. doubt all right, two more names left. Uh, one does not mat- matter much. So J.J. Green trying to resurrect his career on a one-year, de- one-year deal with the Cardinals. He needs to prove that he can still be an effective player. And even after, even if he does prove it here, at his age, it's going to be hard for him to land another big deal after this. But I suspect he will. Man, he's just sort of lost in the shuffle with a lot of good receivers there. I just... I don't know how much playing time A.J. Green's going to have and, and whether or not I trust him to, to have um, any kind of reliable fantasy value. Yeah, you're not going to be able to rely on him as a, a week-to-week starter, mm-hmm. but he's draftable in my Is mind. He? He's he's going to be like a a, a, a a guy to keep your eye on in daily for sure, but just to see... He had some good games last year, and it, of course well, in Arizona... Like a he's, good game? Maybe two or All right. three. Out but, of 16, I don't know. He'll be rejuvenated leaving Cincy for sure. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Probably. I'm not ready. I, I called him dust. He's not fully dust yet, but there's a lot of dust storms in Arizona. <laughs> Stretching for that metaphor. <laughs> I know. I tried. All right. Lastly, Will Fuller. This is an exciting move. Um, by the way, I should mention. I don't think getting AJ Green out of Cincinnati and John John Ross is out of Cincinnati as well, as we mentioned earlier. You know, Tyler Boyd. I mean the. The remaining receivers, I think, are all going to get a bit of an uptick in in, in looks here. Boyd Higgins, Auden Higgins. Tate is the my my, my yeah, sleeper. As, as long guy. as uh, we mentioned, Galladay has a chance to sign with uh, Cincy, or, and then they could also draft a wide receiver. But if they don't go a big name with Man, in if they agency, go Galladay, oof. yeah, that'd be. That'd but be, Higgins is the guy. I, oh, Higgins it, has got Higgins, massive upside. He's got yeah. Everyone's eyes are on Higgins, but I Auden Tate though. Just keep him right, on your sleeper. radar. Okay. Will Fuller gets a one-year deal with the Dolphins. I thought he would get a longer deal coming off a good season. This PED thing might haunt him a little bit. That might have been a contributing factor to him not getting as much attention as we thought. He's going to bring downfield speed that Miami is lacking. You know, part of what the complaint is with Tua was he just wasn't driving the ball downfield like Ryan Fitzpatrick was. Maybe Will Fuller helps unlock some of the downfield 
passing attempts that you could get out of Tua. And we went to the concerns with Fuller just in the sense that he's never really played a full season. And he was on his way to playing a full season last year, an epic full season, but he got popped for the PEDs, and is that why he was playing so well and staying healthy? So I'm kind of right where we had – he was in like the late 20 wide receiver range, which I don't think this move – it's lateral at best from Houston. Devontae Parker, I would still view as the alpha yep. wide receiver. Yep. Uh, well, but wait, there's a, there's a big move down, don't you think, from being the go-to receiver yeah, it is. in it a, a big Deshaun Watson-led yes, offense it it's a big, to the number two receiver in a Tua-led offense. Yeah, you're right. It's I, I, I downplayed a little bit. So I'm pretty much off of Galladay, or I'm sorry, uh, Fuller. Will Fuller, even though I don't think his ADP will budge a whole lot, but High 20 seems a little high for me now that he's the I think, number two. I think it is. With Tua at the yeah. helm, and I'm still not convinced he can withstand a full season without some PEDs. Yeah, we'll find out. That's going to be part of the concern, and I, I think I'm going to be uh, – I'm going to let somebody else relive last year with Will Fuller. It probably will not be me. I'm with you. Thank you for listening to Fantasy Football Weekly. Next week, we will hit on the running backs, the tight ends, Janu Janu, and some of the other big key elements to free agency that you need to help evaluate this ever-changing landscape of the NFL and fantasy football, your team. That's all we care about. Uh, Brian, great job today. Thanks, George. You yeah, too. We'll talk to you all in a week. Bye-bye. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex.